Have you ever gotten into a relationship where instead of building you up and making you stronger and feeling more confident about yourself, you suddenly started doubting yourself and ending friendships, maybe even letting go of all your possessions and moving and changing everything that you were doing and losing confidence? Well, our guest today, Shelby Rose, is going to tell us a story about her own brush with sorcery and how she figured it out and how she liberated herself. Join us. Soul Nectar Show. The Soul Nectar Show. You're invited, delighted to discover who you are. Anything is possible if you believe. To so join us on this beautiful journey. Soul Nectar Show. Soul Nectar Show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Nectar Show, that show where we talk about all things essence, where we gather around the campfire and we share our stories of connection to that which is bigger than us, to the great mystery beyond the veil, to what is happening here on earth in our lifetimes, why did we come here, what are we experiencing, are we getting what we asked for, and uh, how do we know, how do we even discern that? I'm your host, Carrie Hummingbird, and I love to have these conversations, peeling back the veil, peeling back what we think we know as truth and discovering something new, revealing something new inside the conversation, which is just so fascinating to me. It's what I love. I love to do. And I, uh, I always have beautiful guests on the show to help us to go places we haven't been before and to explore conversations that maybe we haven't explored before, or maybe we have, but we can explore it in a new way. And today, I know our guest is going to lead us down some conversation pathways that I don't think we've explored before on the show. So I'm excited to have Shelby Rose with us. Welcome, Shelby. Thank you for having me. Excited to have this conversation today. And I love looking at Shelby because she's got her like totally cozy meditation spot built into her little cute nook there and so every time I talk to Shelby I, she's in this cute little supportive safe cocoon nook and I love I love looking at her in that space. Shelby is an energetic and business mentor as well as the host of the Raise Your Vibration podcast which you'll find me on and I will put a link to that in the show notes. Her mission is to guide women back to their power, raise their vibration, take ownership for their mess while co-creating the life they desire. Shelby facilitates transformation through energy transmissions, business strategy sessions, and in-person immersion experiences. I love that, in-person immersion. So um, Shelby, uh, you and I have talked a little bit now, a couple times, and uh, gotten to know each other a little bit. And I'd love for my audience to get to know you and some of um, your background that we were discussing about how you got started on this path and how you started learning how to trust your own innate wisdom. And I know it was a little rocky of a journey for you at the beginning, but also has deep purpose. And so I would love for you to share um, your story and then we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I never know where to start these and I think I'm going to start from the middle (laughs) and my journey began, you know, I, probably, gosh, I keep, timelines are so hard for me. I don't know if you find this to be true when you're on the spiritual path where it's like, when did that happen? Was that last year or five years ago? So I started my first business probably three or four years ago. I was in multi-level marketing. It was the thing that God source universe, whatever you believe in, put on my path to get me started. It was, you know, I was in a nine to five job. I was a registered dietitian working with very sick people and having no idea that energy was a thing, no idea that energy transference was real. I was coming home and I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker myself, trying to help sick people, picking up their stories, picking up their belief systems, picking up their energy, very highly empathetic human being. And I started uh, probably at 25 feeling like I was going to lose my mind feeling like I was going to end up in a nursing home at 30 because I could not remember what my coworkers told me five minutes before when they came into my office. I would drive home from work and I would get home. I'd be like, I have no idea how I got here. I would fall asleep at the wheel. I would fall asleep at my desk. I was 
just in this place where I was totally burnt out and I really truly didn't know how to get better. I had dug into Western medicine, um, you know, gone to all the doctors, done all the tests. And I was like, okay, th this isn't serving me. The training that I had gone through wasn't serving me as a registered dietitian. I was eating the things I was told and taught were healthy from that Western perspective. And I was getting sicker. So my spiritual path really started with me starting a business because I was at a low point. I knew if I continued to work at that nine to five job for the rest of my life, I would end up dead by 30, by 40. I didn't know when, but I knew I was not going down the right path. My soul knew it. And it put this shiny MLM in front of me to get me started and start to say, hey, you could actually create a different life for you. There's a different path available to you. And through that, it was, you know, a health and wellness journey. I started to dig into, while I was doing this, holistic health practices. And that started to kind of, I, I started to get better. I was doing self-empowerment, personal development, holistic health practices, and slowly my health journey started to get better. But there was still a disconnect, right? There was still, I still felt like there, despite eating better, thinking better, sleeping better, taking care of myself, stopping drinking. I, I did everything in the physical. To me, it felt like there was still something residual hanging around that was still making me sick, even though I was doing everything right, right? And so my spiritual path really started with these little pings of, you know, intuition, like dropping in and the first one I remember I had, you know, I read this book, Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. I think everyone who's in their 20s and starting on a spiritual path has probably read it or picked it up at some point. And she was like, pick a sign from the universe that you're going to connect to. And that'll just be kind of your, your way of confirming if things are right for you and on your path. And I picked a cat. And I remember the first thing that I really listened to my soul to do was to move to Denver. At the time I was living in Minneapolis and my soul was calling me to a different path. And I, I asked for the sign and I, I said, okay, I'm thinking I'm going to move to Denver. God, universe source, is this my path? And I remember being like, well, I don't want to wait. I'm going to Google, should I move to Colorado? And the first picture that showed up in Google was a cat reading a newspaper that said, go to Colorado. It was something along those lines of like, it's yes, move to Colorado. That's crazy. I was like, I looked at it. I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> this energy shit's real. <laughs> it, it was mind boggling. And so that was the first time where I was like, I understood that God universe energy was a thing, but I didn't realize our ability to tap into it for guidance and how much it was impacting my health, how much it was impacting everything in my life. My business was at a standstill. I was hustling. I was doing all the things I was, you know, checking all the boxes that they said you need to do in order to create a business. And I was looking at my life and I'm like, okay, I'm doing all the things, but I'm not seeing results. And I realized that the foundation of that, there was so much energy that I have to unravel for myself. And that's what led me down a spiritual path and understanding that how I feel about it if it's a true soul desire if it's something that's coming from me or the outside world if it's coming from am i picking up energy from my clients and it's making me exhausted and burned out and i really don't want to call in more clients so i started down this path probably pretty intensely it would be two years ago now when i really started to dive in spirituality and then about six months into that journey i met a mentor and my initial response to this mentor, and I think this is important for people listening, is, you know, we, we met up, we were at a spiritual event, a group of my friends all got together to have dinner, and one of my friends brought this woman with her, and it was kind of a melting pot of a couple different friend groups within this community. And I knew my friend respected her, thought highly of her, they had gone through programs together, but my gut response to her is this woman is mm -mm, not for me. She triggered me. I thought she was very um, outspoken. I thought that like not outspoken in the says what's on her mind and it's like a good outspoken, but outspoken. And she started doing coaching at the table when it was unsolicited advice. It was very like an icky energy. It just felt off to me. But I pushed that down because there was a part of me who didn't understand that sometimes a trigger isn't a 
look inside to be healed, sometimes it's literally just a red flag. And I have gotten so confused on my spiritual path of always looking within and digging for answers, which I think is important, but also knowing that a trigger is, there's multiple ways you can be triggered. And sometimes it's not a trigger. It's just your intuition saying, "Mm -mm, this energy is not for you. So instead of listening to that red flag and being like, I don't feel safe around this person. This person just gives me weird vibes, like really trusting myself. I did the opposite and I hired her. And, you know, we'll jump ahead to the end. The end is that she led me to a cult. There, I was experiencing spiritual warfare. I gave up all my possessions and moved to said cult. And you would have never guessed, you know, that first month working with her, where I started to see results of my business shift and I saw things changing to eight months later that my life would be completely devastated by this experience and this grooming and the spiritual warfare and the things that were happening in that eight month time frame. And We can go into some of those details because I think a lot of this is really important when we are new to the spiritual world and the spiritual community that we don't actually realize that these things exist, right? So I was naive. I just thought like set intentions, pray, angels, like I had like this, you're talking very new to the spiritual path here, just opening up to my spiritual gifts and the fact that I was intuitive and I could kind of read energy. That was it, right? I was like Reiki one, barely trusted myself to like deliver messages to people. I, that was it. I was very new. I didn't realize any of this other stuff existed. And so I didn't know how to look for it because I didn't know, I didn't know that someone could attach an entity to my higher self and push messages through that I thought was my own intuition. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, let's let's slow down on that one because that's a big one. Um, <laughs> this is so so much here, so much here in this space. Yeah. And first of all, I want to say that you know, for this broadcast, this I just placed a nice big octahedron of electric blue light around this conversation. And the reason I did that is because I feel like it's important for everybody in the space to be able to explore this topic. And it's important for Shelby to be safe in exploring the topic too. Mm-hmm. So that that protection and that support is here for everybody here to have this conversation and to realize that there are there are energies that um, that move through people, right? And they're bigger than any one person. Mm-hmm. And they have um, power, you know, they have power. And, and it's kind of like this, here's the question. I think this is the ultimate question is, are you here building yourself to have greater power? Or are you here building yourself to be in love and service? And the way you answer that question determines which path you're going to go down through the forest. Mm, that's a beautiful way to look at it. And if you're going down the path for power, that path has some things that Shelby's going to tell us about. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I just want to say that I think the woman that I hired at that point in time, her original intention was to be of service. And she got wrapped up into some things that she was in a naive and vulnerable place and now she's so far gone and so far wrapped up in thinking that this individual so what what really happened is that we mentored with each other and she said you know i think you're ready to work with my mentor i think maybe it's time to get a healing from this individual i was struggling with I had, it was interesting, right around the time that I met her, I started struggling with um, internal vaginal pain and some other female part issues, which is really interesting that it happened at the exact same time that I met her. The weaves, the web was already being woven. And what I mean by that is that there was already energy that was sent through her to me the moment we met. 
and a little bit before that there was already an energy that was getting we were that was connecting us and around that time all these issues came up and three to four months later i was like okay i really need to start to like figure out what's at the root of this um she offered me to go to her mentor for healing and i met this man he did one healing on me and my issues went away and so i was like holy shit this is out there this is possible people people can just bless you and poof it's gone developed a level of trust with me and then gaslighting so here's something important for your listeners to pay attention to if there is a mentor what he told me was you're a very high level of consciousness. You have a lot of gifts. You're special, essentially, right? Oh, that let my ego love that, right? On some level, I'm like, oh, this is coming from someone who's built this incredible business. He's working with very high level individuals. I had met some of his clients and, you know, big names out there. And he's telling me that I have a high level of consciousness and I'm special. That's a red flag. Not to say that we're not all gifted. We all have, you know, a, a purpose, a mission. We all have gifts that we can deliver. We can all be of service. But when someone's telling you that you're better than or more special than someone else or, or others, it's usually a red flag that they're grooming you or they're, they're, pumping your ego up, right? They're not really being of service. There, there's a, probably an alternate, an alternate intention there. And that alternate intention was to have me trust that individual. And multiple months after I trusted them, then take me out, right? And come back and say that everything you're doing in the world is shit. You're selling people shit. What you're doing, the healing and the work that you're doing, the energy work that you were doing with people is absolute garbage. And this is not of actual service. And someone who wants, you know, who desires to walk in integrity, someone who de desires to be of service and who would never want to take advantage of another human being, I shut down my business and I walked away. And I was like, okay, now what? No income. My business was my full-time income. Nowhere to go is the middle of the pandemic. And I didn't know what to do. And they offered me a job. So I flew out there, he made a sexual pass at me like the day after I signed the paperwork to be hired there and I, I left. So I believe God got me out of there really fast. I woke up and I said, this is what he's saying right now. This is, he like showed his true colors. And Another thing that I want to, to point out here during this, and I know I'm kind of all over the place with this, but another thing I want to point out is that during this whole period of time that I was in this woman and this man's energy, I felt so disconnected. I never in my life felt disconnected from my higher self, from God. I, I always, there was always a part of me that just felt God. I always knew, even when I was like Catholic and I didn't connect to religion or spirituality and I didn't really believe, I wasn't really sure what I believed. I just always felt a presence of love on some level that was gone. I felt, I literally felt like every day I was waking up, walking through a dream. Like it felt like a dreamlike state that I was in because I was so bogged down with other energies. And what had occurred during that time is that they were attaching energies to me and attaching energy and pushing energy through so that I was thinking that the decisions I was making were coming from myself and my higher self. When there was really, I had, you know, I had two of my mentors that I have trusted for a very long time and who have walked the path of service truly do a clearing on me after. And they said I had seven entities attached to me at different spots. There were portals where they're pushing energy through and my higher self had been fully infiltrated so that the decisions I was making and the downloads I was getting for where to move. I'd moved to San Diego during that time frame, which was closer to the cult than this woman. I had all these like things come through that I thought were my own that were just pushed through as information to, to sway and manipulate where the path I was going down. People who tried to stop this while I was going through it, my partner, 
she woke up in the middle of the night feeling like there was things strangling her, telling her to be quiet, stop. People that she was in contact with woke up feeling like they were pulling worms out of their skin and off of them. Like there was, this impacted everyone who came into contact with us during that time. And that was really scary for me to know that because I had allowed my energy to be open up to this that had trickled down into everyone that I really loved and surrounded myself with. <sighs> that was a lot. Yeah, that, thank you for sharing that. That's, um, I can feel how potent it still is for you yeah. and yeah. really fresh. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why I feel it's so important that every person realize their own sovereignty and, um, and trust that inner voice, that their own voice. And, and as a mentor, you know, I dance this dance because, you know, as, as you have realized yourself, as we um, open up our own spiritual gifts and we get access to this bigger realm, you know, this higher, higher realm, you know, we can get insights about people, right? We get a lot of insights and we can, um, we can know things about people in the middle of a session, for example, and it's really helpful to them. Sometimes they want to hear what those things are and they, and it, it's really tempting to be in service in that way. And, but I'm aware that the more aware I get, the more I'm like, oh, it's so much more powerful for somebody to know that about themselves than for me to ever insert my will into their journey. And I think along the way of learning how to be in service to others, there, there is this tricky territory that, like I said, you can go down one path or down the other path. And if you go down the path of power, because it's sort of like aggrandizing yourself, then mm -hmm. what happens is something along the lines of what you're talking about. And that's not in service to anybody. That's just, um, that's just allowing your ego to now be in charge of these um, big energies, which mm -hmm. then can cause a lot of damage to other people. So it's, it's learning how to stay in your own lane, you know, yeah. while being a mentor, it's a tricky territory. Yeah, it is. And it's, I think that was the lesson that was meant for me during that time frame because I had always, you know, there was a part of me that was like truthfully and transparently creating slightly codependent relationships with my clients mm -hmm. without realizing it at the time. And there was a part of me that really doubted that how I was being of service to people was truly of service. There was a part of me that questioned if I was doing enough for them and that question, my, my ability to be of service. And I think this experience showed me that is not the path that I'm walking on. I'm not power hungry. I am being of service. It almost brought me back to, yes, there is darkness in me, but I'm not walking in darkness. There's darkness in all of us that we have to realize we all have that ego. We all have that desires that can get, you know, we can want more power. We can want more this. We can want more that. We all have that within us, but I had to come back and realize just because I have parts of that within me does not mean that's what I am. And it's built a different level of confidence in what I do and understanding in what I do and empowerment in what I do because I'm no longer, I saw all that darkness reflected back to me in what I experienced. And I could dig it up and I could pull it out. And I had that dark night of the soul for what, eight, 10 months where I was really just digging up everything in me and pulling it out and pulling it out and pulling out and pulling out. But what an experience like this teaches you is what darkness looks like and what walking a path of service and light, like you said, it's the power versus service. And it really showed me the difference because I was so naive. I didn't even realize that there was anyone who was doing this work other than to be of service and to help other people. Right. And that, that is a, <laughs> a big lesson. You know, I mean, we're heading into the 5D, right? We're heading into the 5D is, has been opening for a while. You know, the two worlds have been separating. And the thing about 5D is that it's not, 
it's just another playground. So it's another play, playground with new tools. So when you come to this playground, you bring your you bring yourself and your soul's development, right? Into this new playground. And so now you have to learn more things. So for example, um, on this new playground, if you come in with codependency, then you'll start to, it'll start expressing itself through the energy and you'll be aware of it. Like you've been aware of it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then you have to learn how to manage that. It's like, it's like, oh, I just courted to this person. Oh, okay. Now I become aware that I did that. I come back mm -hmm. into more self-mastery. So like, it's not like these things aren't going to happen even when you have the best of intentions, because we're all clearing our inner patterns, right? We're all mm -hmm. becoming way more aware. And there is some, yeah, there are some who are like not interested in clearing those patterns. It's like, no, I'm, no, no. I'm getting or what I, I want. don't, I'm I don't getting, have patterns. <laughs> this is <laughs> working for found. me. Yeah, yeah. Like it's working for yeah. me, you know, so it's okay. Yeah. And, and uh, that's just a different, um, to me, that's, that's like um, an invitation to more self-mastery. There'll be some wake-up call, some giant wake-up call at some point to that behavior, just like every other addiction, you know, when you get a giant wake-up mm -hmm. call to that addictive behavior yeah. and you start to realize how out of right relationship it is. And then now you've got to backtrack and do a whole lot of work to clean it up. So yeah. it's, you know, uh, it's interesting your dalliance there. And, you know, maybe that's not a lesson that you needed in terms of full on going for that path, right? Because maybe in some other lifetime, you already had that lesson and you're like, yeah, okay, that was a good reminder. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Redirect, because it didn't take you very long. So that tells no. me you've already been down that path. I, I feel like, um, you know, uh, some of what, for example, th there's been in the world throughout the last thousands of years there's been we all are aware of there being um witches and things like that right that 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 mm -hmm. people get really afraid or like they're like oh no dark arts no witchcraft no la la la, la right and they get like very like this is a bad experience and i don't want to be anywhere near this kind of thing because there's been people and all, maybe all of us have had a dalliance with it in our own past lives where we've gone down that dark path and we have mm -hmm. gone for the power and we've gone you know, for the glory of the ego, thinking it's this big spiritual being when really it's just egoic self expressing itself, right? So mm -hmm. we've maybe all had the lifetime where we misuse the, misuse the magical tools. And uh, for those of us who have had that experience of misusing the magical tools, it's very, you know, all we need is a little sample reminder of like, oh, that's what that is. And we're going to be very quick to recoil back into the path because... Mm because we already know what lies down at the end of that path of misuse. It's a beautiful way to look at it. Yeah, I never even contemplated that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely don't wanna go there, it didn't look fun. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, think, I think, you know, how it feels to you is the thing, right? Like how, yeah. how you actually feel is to pay attention to that. You said you felt disconnected from yourself. Disconnection from self mm -hmm. is a really big sign. Yeah. You felt out yeah. of right relationship and like your integrity was being challenged and. Yeah, it was, you know, the disconnection from self is probably the biggest thing that I thought was interesting because before this experience, I was very clear on what brought me joy, what I liked to do, the things that lit me up. Like I love to hike in the mountains. I did that every Saturday. I was, you know, I literally felt like I was living my dream life that I got to do these things and I got to help women. I got to hold space for people. I got to host beautiful retreats. Like everything that I did was really enjoyable to me. And all of a sudden it was like a switch flipped and those things were no longer enjoyable. All of a sudden there was just this like, it was very rapid shift to, I would go up into the mountains and be like, I don't feel anything. There's no connection. There's no peacefulness to this. There's no joy. There's just nothing. Like I, it was like being in a black hole of nothing felt connected and also the emotional like lows that I had never experienced it was almost like I went into a really dark depression overnight where I would 
cry like I felt like I was dying like I literally felt like suicidal but not if that makes sense it was like I felt that the darkness just like encompassed me and I'd be like I feel like I'm like I don't want to be here anymore and not in the like sometimes the spirit like living on the human world can be hard I think that's normal to have like highs and lows but it was like a really dark 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 low that I had never experienced before this point in my life and it was all all of a sudden with no explanation and then I'd be really high 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 but like high not in the sense of like peace and joy and fulfillment but high in the sense of like a little bit loopy almost like on drugs mm-hmm. without taking anything because I wasn't using alcohol or drugs or anything at that point in my life there was nothing else that was impacting it it was just this spiritual high experience almost like a euphoric state and we call that false light <laughs> where it's like you get this like bright shiny oh it feels so nice it feels so like but the, then there's no true peace or connection or fulfillment with it. If that, if that makes sense, that was kind of my experience during that time frame. Yeah. It's not embodied is what I yeah. think you're saying. It's not an embodied joy. It's not joy. Yeah. You know, joy is was- like rises up and spreads warmth from inside and it emanates out, right? Joy is a state of consciousness. That's like from the center out. Yeah. Yeah. And that stopped happening like the sun. together. Yeah. Like the sun radiating and, and happiness or like, yeah, that false light. I experienced that even before I was on the spiritual path of like, be like forcing happiness mm-hmm. or like a frenetic, almost like a frenetic happiness or like a, um, uh, yeah. It's like tainted by something almost. How it's it empty happiness. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. It's yeah. empty. It's not really connected. Yeah. It's all heady. Absolutely. Like, yep. Like up here. Yeah. 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 And that feels like, you know, that's like you're on cocaine or something. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and, and my partner at the time, she's like, I had went to one of these events and she's like, it sounds like you were on, like, she had experimented with drugs and things. She was like, it sounds like you were rolling Shelby. And I was, I've never done any experimental drugs. So I, even if they were putting shit in the food when I was there, I wouldn't have like known the science. Cause I don't really know. I just thought it was this like, spiritual experience. She's like, I'm pretty sure you were rolling or on something while you were there. Cause that's how it felt was just like this, like cracky, like out of body, out of like, you know, everything tasted better and my sensations were heightened and all this stuff, but also just tainted with a funky feeling. A funky feeling. Yeah. 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 So, you know, this is, uh, to me, this points that there's really uh, only one path to walking through life. And that's like chop wood, carry water, do your spiritual work, pay attention to yourself, listen, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a daily moment by moment practice. There is no like bypass or skip. Yeah. I used to be really enamored and I still kind of am. I mean, to be honest, I do get enamored by how amazing spiritual shifts are. Like when you're in the zone and like in a class um, or in a one-to-one session when like I hit the sweet spot and there's like the wound and then we find the root of it and then just like, pam and everything just, you know, clears and heals. Mm-hmm. I do, I really do love that process. And um, I know that, that that happens because of the readiness. That happens because of the daily practice and the willingness. And it's like, the people that get the biggest shifts are the ones who are doing the work. They're actually committed to it. They're committed to themselves. They're doing their practices, listening, meditating, contemplating, being with themselves, loving, honoring, you know, doing that deep, hard work of, of loving all that you find within yourself. That, that leads to the biggest transformations. Mm -hmm. And so anybody looking to kind of get a quick fix or like a quick high, or let's just like skip this, I don't want to go through the pain of this. Mm-hmm. That's just a false, that's a false path. That's not real. Yeah. We're here to experience all of it. And I even believe your darkness. 
I even believe that part of your journey, you're here to experience that and to ask yourself the question, what, you know, who am I, what leader am I going to be? Like, here's mm-hmm. the new spectrum. Yeah. Right. Like here's the full spectrum. Where do I land on this spectrum? Where do I want to be on this spectrum? And you, you made your choice. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely developed a different level of leadership for me, like the different understanding of what it is I do and who I want to be in the world and how I want to show up for the people I serve. I mean, it serves a function. I always, sometimes I have a hard time with this because I, I, I say to myself, well, why is it necessary? to have that kind of darkness, you know, why is that necessary? And what I've learned is that those, those dark periods or those dark, darker energies, they actually, they do serve a big purpose in helping us to learn who we are. And there's actually people that walk those paths that say things exactly like you've got to break yourself all the way down to find, you know, to find the light within yourself. Right. So I've, I've heard, people that walk paths similar to that I've heard snippets of conversation about, well, it's important to walk all the way down, you know, and to break yourself completely apart and tear yourself down to the core so that you can be stronger. So it feels like a different idea about how to be strong. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like while I walk a shamanic path and shamanic path is definitely about um, embracing your shadows, you know, shamanic path does not, shy away from shadow. Okay. But, but I think there's a big difference between, you know, my shadows of how I'm feeling about maybe some, um, you know, some admitting some darker things within myself. Like at one point, maybe I was having um, these feelings about one of my mentors and I was like having jealousy, you know, well, okay, mm-hmm. so, but that's my jealousy. That's my jealousy of her path or where, where she was going, right? And have some jealousy there. But there's a big difference between me having a little bit of jealousy there and experiencing it and healing it within myself and like creating some kind of altar or something to like, you know, control her or do yeah. something for her. You yeah. know, there's the whole difference between doing it in my own self and just recognizing mm-hmm. it's there. Because at one point I did notice I was in some one community for a while where I, I, at one point I realized there's something going on here. Like they're trying to suppress me actually. And it was weird. And I I did Mm -hmm. a bunch of clearing work on it. Like, no, you don't have permission anymore to, to do that with me. And here's your stones and here's your stuff back. I don't want that anymore. Like, I don't want any part of that whatever this is. I don't even know what it is, but it's not for me. (laughs) I think that's really powerful. What you just said there is I don't think people realize how powerful they are, that when they are experiencing something like this, that feels heavy, that feels dark. Cause there was a point that I understood that something was wrong. Again, I didn't understand energy. I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't fully really get it, but I was like, there is something in my energetic field that's not mine. And I remember screaming in the shower, like, get off me. You're not allowed to be here. And it cleared for like a day. I didn't understand I could continue. I didn't understand where it was coming from. But I remember feeling like, oh, they're gone. For like an instant, you know, for 24 hours or a couple of hours, there was this like, I can breathe again. And then they came back. And I didn't really know what to do because it just kept coming back and I kept getting intense, more intense. And it kept like, I kept going further and further down underneath the water. It felt like I kept getting pushed farther and farther down. But if you're experiencing this, you can say, no, you're not allowed to be here. Nothing has power over you and nothing can be in your energy, come into your energetic field, cord into you, whatever that may be without you allowing it to be there on some level, right? Even if it's just not saying no, but you can say no, you can clear these things, you can push them out. And now I've learned how to do that for myself. And now I have a better understanding when something feels off, 
where it's coming from and to follow that. When did this start? But we all have this power within us to just say no, to just detach from these energies. I also think, you know, there was a big learning curve that I also had because of those experiences, because that community was also teaching and practicing, you know, um, manifestation and how to get things you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot about uh, right relationship with manifestation. Yeah. Because I, I don't think I realized for a while, like what a powerful psychic energy I had. And I would be like wanting certain people to come into my program. Mm-hmm. See, and then, and it's like yep. manifesting and wanting certain people to come in, even if you have the best intentions, is a total violation of their sovereignty to keep yes. issuing that, like inv- that, not even invitation, yep. but that command almost into the space. Yes. And people feel violated by that because it is a violation. Yes. It's a violation. And so it's like, it's like you can, okay. So there's this way that like marijuana is sort of like a poison ivy. It's like a, it's like a seductress. It's like a, it has this energy of like seduction and like winding you up inside And that energetic is kind of like the same energetic of this kind of manifestation. Mm. It's out of right. (laughs) Yes. I love that you're saying this and bringing this up because there was, I, I, I didn't know what it was at the time when I was working with this woman, I first started working with her. I was like, she's calling people in, but she's calling them in like psychically. And, and I was just like, something feels really wrong about that and I remember being so turned off by it it, but I couldn't I I didn't understand again I didn't understand the integrity of things at this point in time very like I really was new to manifesting and understanding spiritual energy and understanding these things and I love that you brought this up because I think there was a targeting energetically of her calling me in as a client and then I realized oh four of the other girls that were sitting at that dinner table with me were also called in as clients for her Yeah. And it just felt like there was a targeting of when she was in physical contact with someone, she could just pull them in, reel them in. Yeah. Reel them in. Like poison ivy. It's like, yeah. And, and the thing, it's a seductress. So it's a seductress energy versus, and this is the divine feminine healing itself. So I'm just so glad we're talking about this because it's another aspect of, of healing, um, conditioned behaviors of the feminine to get power because Mm. that all comes from a disempowered space. The only reason you would feel the need to seduce somebody into something is if you think that they wouldn't come of their own free will. So when you think that somebody won't come of their own free will, then you feel like you need to seduce them into it, which is a scarcity conversation. And it's about, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's a conversation of not having faith and trust in your own God-given talents and, and, that, that people would willingly want to come along with you. Yes. I was in, I will admittedly in that space and yeah, in my business. And- oh, well, and I think that that's a normal thing to experience when you're just starting out and just sharing your gifts with the world and you're unraveling all those divine feminine programs of don't be seen, don't share your voice, don't share your gifts like that, that program kind of without even realizing it, I think that's how a lot of people start out. And I just don't think you can see it until you've experienced it, whether you were doing it or you see, saw someone doing it on some level. And then you can have that awareness of like, oh, this feels off and wrong. And right? it's, a, it's part of the journey to discovering self, yeah. especially as a, as a service professional. I think that also, um, you know, there's um, market, there's like, sales training around, oh, well, you know, be sure to reach out to people that have expressed an interest and like keep reaching out and like tapping and making sure that they know that you're there and that kind of thing. So there's like, so there's a way that all of those things in some quantity might be true, but then as you're learning the magic recipe for yourself to be in right relationship with others, get sharing your gifts, you're going to trample some boundaries, right? And some things are going to get as you learn, as you're learning. And I, and so it's important to realize that, um, the more psychic energy you develop within yourself, the more other people can totally feel what you're doing. Yeah. And they may not consciously be aware of it, but they feel that 
energetic and it can yeah. feel icky, like you said. And it, and it, and it, maybe you got pulled into something because of that energy and it wasn't authentic for you. Actually, you wouldn't have worked with her if it hadn't have been for that poison ivy sort of like seductress energy. Yeah. 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 I don't think I would have. And at the same time, it, there is a level of gratitude because I cannot tell you how many of my clients, how many people I've worked with, how many people of my friend group have experienced something and they'll come to me and they'll be like, what do you think about this? I'm like, Mm-mm, nope. Like I can feel it now because I've experienced it. So I'm grateful that I was the one who went through it and I can help the people around me not have to have that same experience, but also see it for themselves. Yeah. And it, and it, you know, and then to learn as a practitioner, you know, that, you know, of course we all desire to share our gifts with whoever needs them. Right. That's our pure mm-hmm. desire is to share our gifts and that's what everybody wants to do. So is to learn how to, how to make an invitation, which is a different, a different kind of feminine gift is to make an invitation, yeah. which is open-handed. It doesn't have like a little mouse trap waiting for you to like put your little foot in the door and go, you know, yeah. It's like, it's an open invitation. You can come and go as you please. And mm-hmm. we hope you stay and you're welcome here. And you don't have to stay if yeah. you, it's not right for you anymore. It's like, you know, that, and not to be offended by that. People come and go out of my stuff all the time. And it's because it gets really yeah. intense. I'm a very intense person to be around. I'm aware of that. So people come and go, they come for a while and they get a lot and then they go, okay, I can't right now. It's like, too, it's too triggering or it's too much information. And they'll come back later when they're ready, right? So it's to just trust yourself in that process of your big medicine. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, this was an opportunity for you to, to feel what it feels like to be seduced and entrapped and to choose that you're not going to like do that to people going to be show up much, you know, much more open-handed. Absolutely. Which is actually trusting in your own magic anyway. Like, you know, you have good, when you can do that, it's like, you know, you have good magic. It doesn't, all you're doing is exuding out the fragrance of your beautiful magic and people will come to you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Powerful. And that's, that, that's the way we want to do it. It's so much more fun that way. It feels so much better that way. It's just, it's, it's easier. Playing. It's like playing, it's playing. with people yeah, that actually want to play fun. with you. Yes. <laughs> not like trying to make certain people. This is like love potions. This is why like yeah. anytime I have this uh, group on Facebook called Practicing Earth Spirituality. And I have people that join that group that like do potions and things to make people fall in love with you and crap like that. And and I, I flat out tell them in the beginning, if, if you post anything about spell work or things like that, it's getting, de- you're getting deleted from the group. Cause I, nothing, no, it's not, it's out of right, it's out of right relationship to try yeah. to coerce another person into your thing. Mm-hmm. Not okay. So bye-bye. So I, I'll do, de- I delete people in the second they post something like that. It's out. Bye-bye. Absolutely. See, Absolutely. sister, <laughs> don't figure it out. <laughs> I told you not to do it. And you did it. You're out. Oh. Uh, Got to respect people's yeah. boundaries. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful, Shelby. Well, thank you for telling that story. And it was, it was a big, heavy story. And, and uh, I feel like the energy cleared on that, which is great. You feeling clear about it now? So it's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause it was like, whew. yeah, it's a lot. And I think there's still parts that I'm digging up in myself and like forgiving myself for and releasing. So there is a lot of emotion around it still for me to be moving through and I just had a big cleanse around it yesterday of all days. I like felt it coming. I was like, oh, there's more, there's more. So there's maybe a little bit of that, that just. That's good. Yeah. Today. Yeah. It's so a thank powerful. You for allowing me to. Sh- yeah. I, I was just saying, thank you for allowing me to share it and creating a safe space. And for all the listeners, I can feel that there is love and support and so much beauty in this community beautiful I feel your heart Shelby and I feel your sensitive soul and always sensitive I've like got tears in my eyes again (laughs) I think I had a mom in my eyes multiple times in our conversation as well yesterday yeah so 
crazy. Yeah, it's a beautiful, yeah, you are. And, and you're, you're um, an emissary of many, many more beautiful, sensitive people just like you who are entering this earth space and here for the big transition out of uh, a lot of, um, a lot of power over dynamics and into a new model of like, hey, stay in your own lane and we'll play with you in your own lane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We each have our own lane. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. And we can dance for a while in each other's lanes and then, you know, and then be free to leave as we choose. So I'm really glad that you got through that experience. You have a beautiful light to share in the world. Is there anything you want to tell people for a way to get started with you? You know, I would love if you're feeling called to hearing more um, about my story and my message, the Raise Your Vibration podcast is where I hang out the most. I have a ton of content there, a ton of amazing humans on the show like Carrie. And that's the place I hang out the most as well as Instagram at XO Shelby Rose um, dot Shelby Rose. I think there's a period in between XO dot Shelby Rose. Um, and we just love to connect if you're feeling called to chat or share your story. I love hearing other people's stories and would love to hear from any of you who are feeling called. Beautiful. I'll put all that into the show notes, a uh, link to our episode, uh, my episode on Shelby's podcast and, and also the Instagram and all the other links. So you guys can hook up with Shelby and check her out some more. She's got some beautiful gifts to share. And in the meantime, uh, please like and share and give us a shout out uh, on wherever you found this broadcast, iTunes or YouTube or wherever you found it. Leave us a comment and give us a rating. That helps those engines know like, hey, keep putting this stuff up at the front. And uh, and I'm going to give you guys kisses now and thanks and advance thanks for all that support. So you want to help me give kisses? Sure. I'd right. love to. Here they come, everybody. Mm-hmm. I love, oh, it. love you guys so much, and we'll see you next week on Soul Nectar Show. Bye for now. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show. Soul Nectar Show. Awaken Take a sip from the drip of the nectar From the source of who you are